Martin. Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne and Cousin Todd. Founding member of the ADHD Rocks Podcast Network. And good evening, good morning, good night. However, whenever you're listening to this podcast, uh, it is right now for us, it is Wednesday, September 28th. Um, and uh, we are, this is, we have a very, we have a lot to talk about, very full show. Uh, hi, my name is Jamal Harrington, one of the hosts, and my co-host with the mostest uh, with me here is Cousin Todd. What's up? And uh, we do have a very special guest today, a very, very funny comedian. Uh, are you you're from Vegas? I am not. Is that where you live? That's is where, that I, where live you live. I started comedy, but I am from Michigan, born in Detroit, Michigan, raised in yeah. White Cloud and Grand Rapids, Michigan. Nice. You know what? I do know this because I follow you on Facebook and anything Michigan related, you are on top of Detroit Lions. Um, he probably has a picture of Draymond Green from Saginaw. Um, no, somewhere. he went to Michigan State. He went to Michigan State. I'm a Michigan fan. Did he go to, isn't he from Saginaw though? He's from uh, Flint, but he went to Michigan State. I'm a Michigan fan. Okay. So, you know, I, I cheer for him because he's a Michigander, but I'm Michigan. a Wolverine fan. Ladies and blue, go blue. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to very, very, very funny stand-up comedian Diaz Mackey, who also has a stand-up special on Amazon uh, called Uncomfortably Funny. Please check this out. Um, And follow this guy on Facebook because I wake up in the morning and I'll see some of his posts and I'm like, yep, that sounds just like Diaz. So... um, (laughs) So definitely check out this this very funny uh, stand-up comic. We love having comics on the show because I myself is a, is a stand-up comic. My other co-host was not with us, Marianne, who will slowly but surely be on. Um, but yeah, Diaz, welcome to the show. Um, Thanks for having me. It's it's a uh, it's 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 very. There's right now we have so much to talk about. Writing out this outline was very difficult because I wasn't sure which story to do and, and whatnot. So we're just gonna go. We're gonna go trugging along right now. Um, we're gonna start right, off you early. Me. I told him the real punches. Like, come oh me. yeah, man. Let me tell you something. You're okay. Okay, you're 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 in for so. Um, right now we usually do a top five, uh, a, a weekly top five, and this week we're gonna have um, we have the top five happiest states in the United States, and uh, according to this article by. Uh, by head topics, New York is not one of them. So that makes a lot of sense, if, if you can believe that. New York is definitely not one of the top five uh, happiest states in the U.S. I will makes read sense. these out. I will read these. You go touring, right, uh, Diaz? You probably traveled this country yeah. um, been to a lot of places. Um, believe it or not, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I can't believe this either. I'm looking at this list, and I'm like, wow, really? Um, Maryland is actually one of the uh, most happiest states in the U.S. And I'm like, Baltimore is in Maryland. How is that possible? I, I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota is actually another one. 
which I guess makes sense. Um, that does not I, make sense. I mean, they just burned down police stations. That does not make any sense at all. Uh, <laughs> the crime rate is very high in Minneapolis. That makes no sense. But okay, maybe people well, are happy Mi with that. Minnesota's a big state. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, the, the, those people could be very happy as they're destroying property and burning places yeah, I was, down. I was thinking that they're getting free shit, so they could be very happy with that. <laughs> I was there uh, during yeah. riots. I got me a pair of Jordans. <laughs> here's what that, here's, and, and the funny thing is, the next two don't really make sense to me, and it's Utah. And well, I mean, it is Mormon Utah country. Utah does make so, sense to me. That actually does make sense. Utah is very beautiful. And then uh, like even white people who are there with just Mormons and white people. And so, yeah, they're very happy. Oh, very yeah. happy with no alcohol yeah. after 10 o'clock and 3% beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hold on, though, but you can't buy can't alcohol on a Sunday. Have you ever had an argument with a Mormon? They're, they're happy even when they're mad at you. I mean. <laughs> yeah. They're just like. I'll, I'll, I'll have you I've know, I've never had an argument with one, but I've definitely invited the men to talk about Jesus Christ. So, um, I've had more than, I've lived in Utah. I've, I've had enough arguments with them. Well, God bless you. I've done shows out there. I like to live uh, I could never live there. Oh, I, yeah. I couldn't live there either. And of course, <laughs> and, and rounding out the uh, top five, believe it or not, Hawaii. That, makes sense. that totally I'm makes sense. I'm disappointed that Michigan is there. We've been overlooked. Detroit is a beautiful city. Uh, White College is amazing. It's where the North begins, the pure water flows. Uh, Michigan, we've been we've been bamboozled. We must have came in like six. Michigan's a great place. <laughs> well, New York definitely came in 23rd, so and I mean, that makes a whole lot. I mean, you got New yeah. York. You know, Albany and Rochester and all those might be nice, but New York City is known for everybody having a bad attitude. Fuck you, fuck you, you know. That, that doesn't surprise oh, me. Oh, no, that's how, no, no, that's how we say good morning to each other. Um, <laughs> that's definitely how we say good morning. It so is. Here's, it's, a, it's a way of endearment. So, so as there's, so though that, that's right now, those are the top five according to this article. Now, here's the, the bottom five, the lowest okay. ranking. And, and I think one, one of these places I'm actually going to be performing in next year. So I'm kind of excited about this. But um, Alabama. Uh, is one of the lowest, yeah, along that's... with along with Kentucky, Arkansas, Louisiana, and West Virginia. You mean to tell me that they're not happy in the South? No, not at all. <laughs> During this Biden administration, they're not happy? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> they say West Virginia is dead last in emotion and physical well-being and the third worst for work environment. But billionaires say money can't buy happiness. So w w w there Virginia, you go. Well, you know, they're just really known for uh, uh, picking ginger roots. You know what I mean? That's a, it's a, a dangerous business. I was fortunate enough to see a documentary when I was locked up in jail. It's uh, very interesting uh, the way they put their lives in line for ginger root. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Wow. Hillbillies. That's the Ozarks, baby. Oh, there's a, there was a show about like the uh, collecting ginger root and stuff. There's like it's a whole like there's a whole like war between different groups of people that collect it because they get a lot of money for collecting that shit. Yeah, and they get on different people's mm. land and all that shit like that. Motherfuckers getting shot at over ginger, man. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a dirty game, fam. One dude had like booby traps on his property where he has the root growing and shit. So people like go on his property. They have explosives <laughs> to deter them from going any further. 
Shit, that's what they used to do in the backwoods. Yeah. That, that was the crop yeah. they were growing up there in my backwoods was weed. That's what they get. So, There's the main source of income out there is ginger. And they ship that shit overseas so, to China and everything throughout the world. So when you're, so you mean ginger root, you're talking about the stuff that like, because when I think ginger of ginger root, I'm there. thinking about that, that, ginger that treats that, that treats nausea and vomiting. Ginger, and, yeah. yeah, That's the stuff. Ginger. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, wait, is it, does it mean the ginger root? Okay. Yeah. 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 Grows out of the ground. You gotta pick it and go hunt for it. And they get a good location. They try to keep it for themselves. Well, you know, I mean, when you get older, you want something that's going to help treat osteoarthritis. So, I mean, you know, they sell it. They sell it all across the world. That's where nice. uh, we get most of our ginger from is there. Well, we also, oh. you know, you make ginger ale out of it. Yeah. When the backbones of America, they do the dirty work. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, guys <laughs> and i don't know if you guys have seen the video that i've uh, posted up on uh facebook but what <laughs> i don't even know how i really don't even know how to premise this because it's it's sad but there's this um there's this uh couple in a relationship in which the woman it's called puppy play oh have, have, mary have you seen the video no no not at all I'm I'm aware of it, but I didn't watch the whole video. Yeah, it's, so so okay. so I'll basically pre preface this for you guys because I watched this video. It's a it's an interracial couple in which the girl, the girlfriend in this relation, she pretends to be a dog and does all the dog characteristics. Is she white? Of course, yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, <laughs> the the. the yeah. The woman is. I, I I I don't even know how to answer that. Being like, well, damn right she's white. We're no, she's white. a labradoodle. Yeah, like, no, she's black, and uh, the dude is white. And I'd have been like, oh, they got Stacy Dash. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some Stacy Dash shit type of thing. Diaz, yeah, she's um, a labradoodle. <laughs> she, she's she's okay, first, I love her though. I'm still fucking. So so here's the I here's the weird thing. Here, here's the weird thing. I, this video was sent to me and I watched it and I'm not going to lie. I watched this video twice. The first time I watched it, I don't know where it came from, but I teared up. I was like, there's this girl. She's going into the closet, grabbing a leash with her mouth and going to her boyfriend. Walking on all fours. On Walk all fours, walking. Her and, collar and, and leash. Yeah. He's walking her. She's playing with other dogs. They're sniffing each other's butts. Um, there's the, here's the thing that even fucks me up. She has a fucking kennel where she just goes in and chews on a fucking chew toy. If that would keep the spice in their relationship, God bless them. Don't touch Yeah. Hey, I'm not, I'm uh, not gonna, I'm not gonna I, yuck I somebody missing, else's yum. I think we're missing the big point and all of that. Uh, we have to take time and reflect on how far we've come in America where a black man can walk a white lady in the leash. I mean... This 20, 30 years public, ago, niggas yeah. was hugging trees for lunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, shit. We are you know moving what? forward. I'm glad this you said that. <laughs> oh, man. Leave it to you. Um, I, I, but here's the thing. Because it's funny because he, he's actually, they're, they're interviewing him. And, and she was like, okay, I got to break this to you. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, this relationship is great, but I like to pretend that I'm a dog all the time. And it's like, and it's, I mean, like, here's the thing. If a woman told me that, I'd be like, well, are we talking about, like, in bed? Or are we talking about, like, 24-7, you're licking your paws and shit while I'm trying Does to play? you on the floor? I wonder. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, wow, that's a good question. You, you know, she probably does, and she gets spanked for it. You know, I think, hold on, hold on. We got too many conversations. Hold on. What, Diaz? Go ahead. Well, I was saying I was, I was wondering if she peed on the floor because I had a girl uh, pissed on my floor one time, and she wasn't even pretending to be a dog. Uh, she just popped the squad on my carpet. It was carpet. It wasn't even what floor. I'm like, you know, that was so good. Like, oh, wow. Was she drunk? Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. <laughs> Very. Well, I, I have. Did you rub her nose in it afterwards? <laughs> no, it no, got a lot weirder afterwards. But you know, that's what friends weirder? are good for. <laughs> Were you in a relationship with this or this woman? No, or? no, no. Just uh, looking out for a drunk friend uh, who oh. was in uh, a, a tough moment and spot, and uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, she tried to sleep with me. Even tried to pay me five dollars. I think I'm worth a little bit more than that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I you, know, uh, you know what have, have, have high standards. I don't fall for it again. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> just have those high standards. You know, the bar's been set. And don't be on my Because, you know, like I've had a lot of weird dudes doing some weird, weird shit. I'm I'm not gonna lie, but I've never had anybody pee on my carpet. That would yeah, be it was a first for me. Uh it was Yeah. yeah. And and a last. Hopefully. Right? Uh you never know. We're still young. Well, I hope so. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah. I, I would have pee I on mean, the carpet. My ex-husband did try and pee in the garbage can, you know, the kitchen garbage can once, but, you know, I mean, I stopped well, him. I, yeah, I don't know why uh, that. I peed in the shower, but, you know, that's to spray your feet so you don't get athlete's foot. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, as the only puppy play that I want in my relationship is when I'm going doggy style. That's it. I don't want anything <laughs> past that. Fuck all that other shit. I'm not putting my chick... And don't get me wrong, I like white women too, but if a white girl told me, oh, by the way, um, in the middle of dinner, oh, by the way, I kind of like puppy play. I'm like, check please, and you need to see other people. You know, <laughs> I don't I just... know. Uh, I'm not totally against it. I might let uh, a chick suck peanut butter off my penis. I never did it with a dog, but I might do it with a chick that's pretending to be a dog. Then I... <laughs> yeah, but it, and how does that conversation come up? You know, I just need to what? know how this conversation comes up. Like, I think you know, men bringing up anal in a relationship it takes a lot of nerve. You know, how do you bring up the conversation? Like, ah, I like. To I don't play understand like men doing anal. Uh, I don't understand why you want to stick your dick in an asshole and get possible shit up your urethra uh, when it's a beautiful vagina right there on the premises. I mean, like, why? Like, I've done anal. Uh, but only at their request. And I'm always like, like, what is this doing for you? Like, I'm doing Thank that. You. I don't want to do this. I'll Thank lick your you. ass. You know what I mean? That's a turn on. I put a thumb in there. So, yeah. But as far as, like, put my dick in there, it's like, I don't want to get monkeypox. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's almost like beware of the guy that's so hyped up about anal like oh anal i'm all for it yeah I'm, i'll do anal first before i go i'm like okay that's somebody who's been in prison Dude. like that's kind of like <laughs> I'm, I'm more concerned about the people who like to eat to ass if you want to fucking ass so over a beautiful vagina like yeah, and please, um, someone explain to me what the fascination—the fascination of eating ass—is. I don't understand that at all. I don't understand it either. Um, it happened to me 
Uh, and it was crazy because uh, me and, and I won't put her out there, so I'm going to try to be very discreet. Uh, me and this lady, we were dating, and then we had broken up, and then she came back. And all of a sudden, she was looking at my ass. I climbed the wall. And I was like, whoa, that was kind of amazing. Why do I like that? Like, I felt something like <laughs> as a man who was raised right. And then the other question was, bitch, where did you learn that? Like, you weren't doing that before when we was fucking. Like, who taught you that, bitch? Like, who? Yeah, you're mm -hmm. looking at ass now. Why is it a thing? <laughs> What what I what is, I don't yeah. understand I don't understand that phenomenon because I because I have some guys at work that just they're like yo you don't eat ass I'm like no I eat sushi and then I eat <laughs> pussy like a fucking normal and I dude. don't eat sushi I eat ass dude, but I don't like sushi Nah, okay see I don't even get that either but I'm I was hey if you eat sushi you can eat almost anything I am not looking a girl's asshole for no reason I think why I like it because the first time like I said it happened to me and it caught me off guard and tried it back. And then I've done it on action a couple times for you down there from the back. Uh, and, and it's the reaction that the, the chick has. Because it feels good. It tickles. And that reaction, that other mom, you're like, oh, you little freak. You know, that, that I, turns me on. Pleasing her turns me I, on. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I could, like, if a girl, like, suddenly did that to me, I'd be like, oh, wow. I think I'd be in shock. But I'd oh, be yeah, like, I okay. I don't, do like I don't. It. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to request it. I'm like, yeah, if you, you want to request it and you definitely can't be on your knees looking behind you like, babe, look my ass. Like, that's suspect, but uh, yeah. organically, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's down there doing the Lord's work, God bless her, and then all of a sudden, it's a surprise, you know what I mean? That's different. Like, like yeah. I, I found myself uh, liking a lot to where uh, every now and then I'd masturbate and I'd wipe my ass with baby wipes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I'd, I think I'd be surprised, but then a part of me would be like, you know what? I think I think it would like it it it, it really changes everything. I'm like, wow, you just like do I buy you like a gold watch or something afterwards or something? Well, that's like, why you're supposed to be in a relationship with one person, or know if you are in a relationship with multiple, you know who the multiple people are because you can't be out there just licking assholes. You don't want to get hepatitis. You know what I mean? Just, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, you can make sure that the, you know they know that they are good with their hygiene. You know. I but, would hope so. But to, to speak on that, just from you know the, the clinical side of it, that especially for men, that you have so many more nerve endings in your anus than anywhere else in your body. Yeah. So if something that is, and that's one of the reasons why. Yeah. If you ask men, do they like anal penetration? They're, you know, they, it, their homophobe wants to say no, but their body says, hell yes. Well, because it feels I don't know bad. why guys did it. That's well, where the G spot we were, is for a guy. We were never supposed to uh, find that out. It's like the, 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 the tree of knowledge. You weren't supposed to eat it and then gain this information. But uh, God put, like you just said, uh, uh, G spot in the anus. And uh, which is why, like, I don't like to, to, uh, be uh, penetrated. Uh, and I have an addictive personality. I'm Native American, so I don't want to find out liking it. You know what I mean? Now I'm craving being uh, fucked in the ass. You know, like, uh, it's not my thing. But now, to own, I get why the men who have done it enjoy it because the G spot is there. I but just, that, I, just it. It's exactly, though, it's, it's because a lot of times men are afraid to have any kind of anal penetration well, because you be. That's how you get they're afraid box. it's going to make them gay. You're afraid it's going to make us gay. My it husband is gay. Is gay. Is gay. But yeah, you should. Like, it's unnatural 
for your prostate uh, to have semen on it. So the antibodies that are fighting off any type of infection is foreign to us. Like, what the fuck is this? We're not equipped to fuck for this because this isn't supposed to be here. Yeah, I, I, I honestly you think that... You're like, what happened? I honestly think that if it wasn't supposed to be a thing, it wouldn't feel good. No, that's not true. Uh, there's a lots of things that feel good that it's not supposed to be a thing, sir. I mean, <laughs> I imagine somewhere someone thought that fucking the goat felt good, but I don't think that that's supposed to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why yeah. God said it's not good that man be alone and he created, he them woman. He's like, this nigga's out there fucking the animals. <laughs> <laughs> To, to Marianne's point, because she was just like, how do you bring up stuff like that? I was on a date once with this girl, and in the middle of dinner, she was like, so let me ask you this. Do you like butt stuff? And I was like, mine or yours? <laughs> like, yeah, women are definitely more open and out and like flat out like this. Do you like this? Do you like that in conversations? I once um, had a chick uh, ask me if she could peg me. I had no idea what that was. For someone who is so experienced in sex, uh, that was a new term to me. And I was like, Peg, what the fuck is that? And she was like, she wanted to put a strap on. And I was like, no, yeah, uh, yep. not at all. And she was like, why? Jim Jones let me do him. And I was like, bitch, you thought that was going to convince me? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Like, oh, Jim Jones did? Dip sack? Oh, okay, oh, cool. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and I just got through listening to the whole camera on Purple Haze album. Look at Jim Jones differently. Oh, man. Doing. That's funny. Wow, holy shit. I'm like, all right, Jim Jones. Wait, I'm, very, I'm naive. Who's Jim Jones? Uh, the song Ballin', uh, early 2000s, I guess. Uh, we fly high, stay high, we ballin'. Ballin'. Okay. Okay. Jones, yeah. uh, New York, New York rapper. Harlem. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that guy. And, and Jim Jones, if you're listening, feel free to get on this show to defend yourself. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... So I guess I should say allegedly, this was her word. You know, Jim never, you know, was like, no, nah, nigga, that didn't happen. So we'll say allegedly. <laughs> no, no, her, that is definitely her story. I was shocked. Her, her, like, you thought that was going to get me? Like, shit, no. The name drop like that, it's almost like, oh, if I drop this, this will probably convince him. Like, no, no, I... I don't want to do anything gross that Diddy did. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no way. Like, uh, I've been on comedy 16 years. 15 years ago, I uh, had an enlarged prostate. I uh, allowed myself to dehydrate so much that my prostate was working too hard, as well as over-fucking. And uh, I had an enlarged prostate, so uh, they did have to penetrate there. And... Uh, the, the doctor, I think that was a woman, uh, when she went back there, she was like, you may either uh, urinate or you may defecate. And I was like, what's that? And she was like, shit, you ignorant bastard. You know what I mean? I was like, oh. <laughs> and I, I was familiar with that because, like I said, I have fucked the chicken in the asshole before I'm pulled out and watched her shit all over the bed and be embarrassed. And it's like, I'm glad to stay in your house. Uh, but uh, she stuck her finger in there and massaged it, and I came. It was crazy. I was like, I just gave her 20 bucks. I was like, I'll be back here next week. <laughs> so much cheaper than getting a massage you know, <laughs> right because they massage you and get you all loose and then they jack you up and you tense up when you come and now you just a sex again you walk uh, <laughs> I paid $120 for a hand job really nigga buy some pussy <laughs> that's funny <laughs> 
see, and that's just it, though. It's just that, you know, there's a lot of stories that, you know, from a lot of, I'm not saying I've ever done this. You start paying $20 for a copay, goddamn, for a prostate exam. <laughs> 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 that comedian insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Your insurance is going, does he have cancer? <laughs> Colon cancer, Thomas? <laughs> yeah, they thought that was going to happen. They were talking about it. Was it, was <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy, too, because it actually helped out my sex. He's like, the copay is only 20 bucks. It's really made me take longer to come. It's like, you ain't came yet? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did, I did not know that's how they checked your prostate until it was too late for me. No, no, you never, because I didn't know how they, I never knew. Oh, I'm going to go get my prostate exam. I'm like, all right, cool. I thought. You think they've been like cup you under that, that little, that little, the gooch? You think you cupped in by your head and cough? Oh, no. Bro, I went in, I went in for a, uh, a cancer screening and the lady, this lady comes in and she's like, I'm going to check your prostate. I'm like, all right, cool. She put on some gloves, and I'm like, why do you need that? <laughs> you know? And, she, and then she put, like, this lube on, like, her middle finger. And I'm like, and, so, and then she started, like, putting her finger. She's kept, like, tapping my butt, like, my butt hole. And, and she was like, okay, I'm just going to feel around here. And I'm like, oh, this is how they check? And she's like, and I'm good. She's like, take a deep breath. And I'm like, what for? She's like, I'm going to stick my finger. By the time she finished her sentence, her fucking middle finger was up my butthole, and she twisted her finger, and I was like, <laughs> whoa. Now hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> one finger in there? Because uh, my doctor, she's like two. Like, she did that. That's what I'm <laughs> No, no. She's, and, and here's the thing. like She had like hairy knuckles and shit, and I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> the glove is unnecessary if that's the case. But she uh, was like, yeah, very fortunate. Yo, uh, my doctor, she was gorgeous. So I didn't mind with it. I was like, yeah, I, I, doctor was Russian or Ukrainian or somewhere in that area where they they cracked <laughs> cracking knuckles was like an Olympic sport to them. But she she had a fat knuckle and she stuck that middle finger way up there and then she did like a three sixty in my ass and I'm just like and then she comes out and she's like, okay, everything seems normal and I'm like, wait a minute. Was that, that's how you check your, yo, she left, and then this black dude came in, with like, <laughs> he was, and he saw, like, the horrific look in my face, he was like, did she just check your prostate? I'm like, yeah, he was like, oh, she violated you, didn't she? And, <laughs> your experience was different from mine, uh, my doctor, she had me, uh, cradle in the fetal position and suck my thumb, that wasn't part of it? <laughs> 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 Guys, the only thing that would have made that worse for you is if they told you to strap, put your legs in these stirrups, and then put the silver stallion in your ass and crank it wide open. You know, you guys get it easy compared to women. Or, or, I'm or, I'm well, uh, that's the punishment you get for convincing Adam to disobey God. Dude, if, if you go into the doctor's <laughs> office and they have a rack there with straps on it, it's not a doctor's office. I'm just surprised she didn't give me a mouth guard. Like, like <laughs> oh, I'd appreciate it, but that was why she had me suck my thumb. I guess I don't know. She told me to move it, and I was weird. It was uncomfortable, but she's pretty, so I was all right. Doctor, is it really I'm necessary so for me to wear a gimp mask? 
I was so mad because my ex-husband, the father of my children, came in and watched me get uh, my vaginal exams. But his doctor would not let me come in and watch him get a rectal exam. I'm, I was, I was robbed. That I should have been able. He should have allowed you, you being his wife. Right? <laughs> that that was probably that was probably him. Your 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 ex saying no. I don't want her seeing this. He no, that was it. the doctor saying I don't want you seeing me sucking his dick. I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> it patient client privileges. That was probably your doctor saying he didn't want you to see that he really wasn't wearing a fucking glove when he stuck his finger in Mike's ass. <laughs> you don't need to see this. Or may maybe the doctor was giving him a full Cosby exam. Or you could just be my, my hands on other dudes' asses. That's not where I'm getting my paycheck from. I maybe that guy had a different calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So now that we've gotten completely off topic. <laughs> off no, no, no. This was this is this is very this is very much we we've actually gone back to our roots of our show. Full full circle, stuff. man. Yeah, this is. Let me tell you something. This is what people want. This is what our listeners want. They want to hear butt stuff. They want to. <laughs> they hear want to hear us go off the rails. I am back. You're welcome. Yeah, That's because I wasn't here for a few shows, they're, and I'm they're, back. Now. You know, I'm they're like the circle is back, Marina. I'm I'm glad to be here and bringing it back to our our bottom roots. Of course, it takes a woman to send us back on yeah. direction. Bottom roots. <laughs> she said bottom roots. <laughs> um, speaking Damn. of uh, speaking of all this health shit and anal shit, did you guys know that cancer deaths in America has fallen by a lot? And speaking as a cancer patient, I kind of feel like I have something to do with those numbers. You're welcome, America. Uh, more people are surviving cancer than ever before in the United States, according to a new report from the American Association for Cancer Research. In the past three years, the number of cancer survivors in the U.S. defined as, li as living people who have had cancer diagnosis has increased more than a million. Yeah, cancer, unfortunately, is no longer a death sentence, uh, but we still haven't felt the cure, so we definitely want to come up with that. Uh, and I'm happy to hear the news that uh, the cancer uh, deaths have decreased but I'm sad to hear that uh, myocarditis has uh, spiked, right? Everybody's young people having heart attacks, just dying. <laughs> That's normal, right? They all of them well, I mean, vaccinated. That's normal. Glad to see there. Stopping that off. But when it comes to cancer, it's all about pre prevention and pre screenings. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, ha if I had not have had a. You know, pre-screenings of my of my calling, I would have probably not been, I wouldn't have been around. You know, yeah. so it's one of those things where it's like whether it's breast cancer, colon cancer. I mean, you definitely want to get like a full biopsy because some, you know, you never. A, a lot of it is based on family history, family health history. Some you may not know what cancers your family may have carried, which gene that. Um, your family has carried. So that's why it's it's always good to kind of like do a, a full biopsy, just first of all, for peace of mind. Yeah. You know, um, my mom, she she does, I mean, colon cancer runs in our family and she's always telling me, my brother, my sister to, hey, when are you going to get your next, you know, colonoscopy? I'm like, mom, I just did one 
two weeks ago. Like, why are you, <laughs> you know, I, I could wait a little while, but it's always cause you know, like the story that we did, um, I think about two weeks ago when Ryan Reynolds and Rob McInnell, the guy from, uh, it's always sunny. They did their uh, colonoscopies on, and they recorded it. You know what I mean? And they found little, you know, they found polyps and they were able to get those taken out. But it's always good to just kind of stay on top of that. So for those of you who are listening and are old or just have that kind of history, you know what? You know, spend that $3,000 to get that colonoscopy to make sure that you're not uh, getting, uh, that you're not, you know, you know, at risk. Yeah, or you can do what people have been doing for millions of years. And ignorance is bliss. And the company just come. <laughs> well, you actually, what I did for me was um, I didn't wait to get the colonoscopy. I actually went in and did uh, my genetic screening because I ha I'm what's considered high risk because of my family history. I mean, my dad's had cancer. Twice. Well, shit, my dad's dying of cancer right now. Um, my brothers had cancer, my mom died of cancer, my mom's sister died of cancer, my dad's sister died of cancer. And so with all of that, that news around me, they actually, my insurance paid for me to get the genetic screening. Yeah. And I can actually, under that same screening, get siblings and children screened. And so we just have to pay like a co-pay or an office of visitor pay or whatever. But for me, they found out with me that I was actually... And I, this so shocked me, is that I have um, genetically predisposed to having colon cancer. And so when I actually went in for a colonoscopy, I'm not going to be one of those people that I will ever be able to ship, shit in a box and turn it in. I have to have the full colon, you know, the, this colonoscopy so that they can go in there. And they actually did, when they did a colonoscopy, found a polyp that they said, had it been let go, and had I waited, that it, it was the kind that would have turned into cancer. So I kind of found that out in conjunction with the genetic screening. So it's something that, and and with the genetic screening, every time there's any kind of changes to any of my genetics, that when with through research and more uh, any of the changes and what they call the genetic coding, then they send me a, a, a letter in the mail, and they also send me something on my my um, my my chart stuff from there, so that they say, okay, we recommend you get instead of. Most people my age have to get checked for their colons checked every 10 years. Mine is, they tell me I have to do it every five years. All right. Well, I'm glad that uh, you did that and that you're still here and everything. Uh, it's okay. I, I thought I had breast cancer uh, when I was 15, uh, but I just found out it was just a lymph node because I was going through puberty. It was weird. It was just, I was in here. And men do get breast cancer, and that's yeah. something that, that goes undiagnosed uh, right. typically because it's, it's unusual. Most men think, oh, why do I need to get, you know, I don't have to check. Well, and, and typically men's breasts are usually smaller than women, so they don't have the same kind of test that you guys do. Like, we're required, well, we're, we're recommended that we do a breast check once a month to make sure that we, if there's any changes, that we can note it and. I actually, when I do stand up, I talk about uh, next month. Actually, is breast cancer awareness month. month. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and I actually, I did save the kids. Oh, save the tatas. Yes. Save the tatas, and then they also have one where they uh, they actually had National Free the Tatas Day in honor of <laughs> breast cancer and, and recognition. And I actually did 
that was shortly after cousin Todd's mom passed away of, of breast cancer. And I did a show and I, I, I forewarned the producer beforehand I was going to do this. And, and when I got on stage, he almost fell out of his wheelchair because I reached up underneath my shirt and I took my bra off, I unhooked it. And then I took it out from underneath my sleeves and I took it out and I slung it on the stool. And I was, I to tell about my story about my first mammogram and it was very, you know, I haven't done that in a long time, but it was watching this producer almost fall out of his wheelchair. It was hilarious for me. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then afterwards I got off stage and these people wanted to hug me because they were like, that was so brave. But I'm like, I, I'm not wearing a bra. <laughs> my nipples are bouncing off my knees. <laughs> I need to go. Uh, I, I, uh, I am a titty man. I love uh, doing drugs off titties. One of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Save the titties. Or the tatas. What's the difference between tatas and titties? If someone says tatas, we know you mean titties. What's the difference? There's no you, difference. It's just... Who, who judges that sounded better? You can say tatas in public. It sounds sweet. Titties just sound dirty. It does. Yeah, that's the difference. Titties. It's titties. It's titties. Oh, it just it's it's not as vulgar sounding, I think. I don't think there's a vulgar I don't think there's a vulgar term for breast really. Boobies, I've, I've never titties. I mean boobies, none of these sound I mean they all, they kinda sound like it's kinda cutesy if you ask me. It's like oh breasts. My uncle oh. Jimmy used to call them knockers. See, that yeah, doesn't knockers. even that doesn't sound terrible <laughs> either though. You know, or sweater cows or mammaries or you know, no. I, and, and the thing, I'm a tit man myself. I love, I, I love titties. I'm like, oh, look, titties. You got some tickle bitties. I love, I love playing with them. I like word playing with them. But it's I like, appreciate yeah. all of my love eyes. I appreciate God's glory and women. I see their beauty. I'm a fan. So, I'm a fan so, of so, Marianne, what, which ones do you consider offensive? Or do you consider <laughs> any of them offensive? The, I think the only words that I really find uh, offensive when describing the female body is uh, vagina. That just always grosses me out. That's, it just and that's supposed to be the PC term. I it's, know. It's the clinical term. I hate that word. I like pussy. We, we, we all, all we pussy we, we all do. We all do. Every man here does. Yes. And thank you for clarifying that to every man because I am I don't really care for any other than my own. I'm partial to my own. I like my own. I play with my own. I enjoy mine. You know, <laughs> I like them. Oh, see, see. Thing. You, you, you uh, like it too. Each one is like a snowflake. It's different to each to its own. Yeah. Uh, some are tight. Some are big. Some clits are big. Some clits are dicks in this day and age. Uh, that's a different subject. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Lip hang. <laughs> some lips, you know, you got the rose beads, the bat ring. Some are tight nipped. Some are dark out of nowhere. You're like, well, you got some black lips, white lady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the red ones where it matches the drapes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, you're a redhead. Oh my god, you're red down. Like, I, I had this thought today. I was actually working in uh, at my other job, and there was I don't know, there was so many redheads just walking around the neighborhood, in and out of Whole Foods, and I was like. I felt like I died and went to heaven because I feel, I was like, if I died and I woke up, I just want to be surrounded by just naked redheads. 
Like that's uh, what I, I want. Just, just around it. So does Gingers now? No, no. I, no. I need variety. I need ethnicity, mm-hmm. uh, variety, different shapes and sizes. Uh, tall, big you, and beautiful, skinny and short, skinny and tall, yeah. athletic. My man, if you give me unshaven redheads, perfect for me. I want that. That's what I think I want for me. If there was like seventy-two virgins, that redheaded virgins that was waiting for me in the afterlife, I'd blow something up. I, I, I think I might <laughs> just do that. Up. I think I might just do that. I, I try to tell more melanin of myself. Uh, <laughs> you know, a, a nice, you know, a pale uh, Gentile from the Caucasus Mountains uh, is good in some occasions, you know, but I don't do that for myself. That's selfish. I do I, it for my ancestors. Those that would have died just thinking the thought. I yeah. actually saw a post today where someone posted a photo of natural um, redheads with you know that are black. They have natural red hair. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. dyed yeah, or anything. Yeah. I, I, I clearly didn't know that was even a thing. I, I'd seen redheads, and I just assumed that they were dyed, you know, know. or, or well, a wig or something. But, but you see that, that dark red, oh, that's dyed. Yeah, no, it's, 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 that, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, a, like the color of my, my little... Yeah. Uh, oh, shit! Okay. Okay, yeah, not for nothing, guys. I just Google black redheads, and, um... And he's just creamed in his pants. And um, I might need 20 minutes. Jizz in his pants. God, this chick is... Oh, my God. Where do these people come from? It's like... (laughs) Israel. The Hebrews are gorgeous, fam. Oh, my... Okay, you know what? Yeah, this is what... I want this, too. You know what? You're right. But... (laughs) Jamal found... (laughs) Jamal found a whole new section of Pornhub. Yo, yo. I'm on Pinterest right now, bro, and they're showing me these. Fo- they're, oh my God. Okay. Okay. You know what? They could be, as long as they have red hair. This chick is light skin, curly red hair. Um, yeah, I'm going to need time. If I'm quiet for a minute, it's because I'm too busy looking at black redheads. Natural <laughs> he's, fucking redheads. Uh... Black gingers. They're calling them black gingers on Pinterest. Oh, yeah, that's what they were called in the, in the photos I saw. Yeah. There's even this white kid with freckles all over his face. I'm like, dude, you're, you're still handsome. It's all good, but these fucking... All right. Dude. I yeah. want my kids. I want my kids to look just like this. And it was it was one of the it was one of those posts in response to uh, to like the the Little Mermaid thing, and this guy posted a whole group of photos of natural redheads that are, are with black skin. Oh, you look beautiful. These fucking Yo, I'm looking at this whole redhead thing. Yo, let me tell you something. My eyes are open right now, bro. I'm like. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find their numbers and everything. I'm like, yo, where, where are you at, man? Jamal, like, Chris, Chris just messaged me. He says, and now Jamal's on a list somewhere. Oh, yeah, my is, is eating you up, God, right yo. I know, <laughs> man. I don't understand I, racism. No, Pussy definitely yo. carries racism. Racism. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I have to look at it. I have to find this. Look at you, y'all! Y'all developed a new fetish. 
You just see, oh, Jamal just checked out. Oh, God. Jamal, stop touching yourself. Come back. <laughs> his, his screen is frozen. <laughs> Either that or he's really into it. <laughs> Dude, I just hope his screen's frozen. <laughs> I'm so glad this is recording. <laughs> okay, so I Googled black gingers and I came up with beards, uh, black men with beards and, and dreadlocks. Well, okay. Dude, <laughs> it's a whole new world out there. We lost, we lost Jamal. No, no, yeah, I, yeah. no. The, the, the yeah, he got the other one turned off. That's funny shit right there. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm definitely gonna. I have to. I have to, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make that a clip. I'm gonna take that section of the video and make it a clip. Can can, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Um, my laptop just fucking shut off automatically. Um, oh, I guess Chris has too much of a good time. Um, but yeah, I was just, I was just about to post on the chat like this beautiful black redhead ginger, and then my my Fucking computer just went. I'm listening. Hold on. I'm listening. I'm listening. I was like, oh. To put that look on your face and it froze. Fucking priceless. I'm sorry. My my I I the, I have a whole new lease on life now. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. When it comes to this, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know we talk about redheads perpetually on the show, like at least. Every time, but man, a yeah. black head, if you're yeah. listening or not or whatever, my name is Jamal Harrington. It Actually, there, there's a character in the last Star Wars movie. I think she's probably a natural redhead with dark skin. And she's even British, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. she's got an accent, red hair, curly red hair. And she's, you know, she's got to be like 30-something. I mean, since we were talking about, like, what we were talking about earlier, if there was a butthole to lick, that would be <laughs> A butthole what? <laughs> I can't think on what? 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 <laughs> I'm just saying. Man. He came in on the wrong part of that conversation. <laughs> or maybe he didn't. You know, like, oh, <laughs> like, what's going on here? In our world, we call that a callback. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very well oh, done. God, I admit, I I'm gonna let my I'm gonna let my phone reboot. But damn, that was that that was that was a beautiful thing. That was a, yeah. Oh no, man, it's like. <laughs> Okay. <coughs> All right. All right. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> and so, uh, identification, you are listening to It's Not About You with Marianne, Cousin Todd, and Jamal Harrington. <laughs> oh, my Guess God. Uh, Diaz Mackey. And yeah. he has a uh, comedy special out on Amazon. On Amazon called, is it Uncomfortably Funny? 
Yeah, uh, the special is called Uncomfortably Funny. It is on Amazon Prime uh, currently. And uh, I also have a, a comedy album on our iTunes uh, called uh, A Night in the Ring on Colorado. Uh, oh, check it out as well. Where, where did you record uh, Uncomfortably Funny? I recorded it uh, here in Las Vegas at the uh, Historic Artisan, uh, which I do believe they're going to tear down. So uh, it's a nice little send-off. Uh, for that, um, very historic. I guess it was a known as the Swingers Hotel. Um, really dope type scenery. Uh, and special, it's a, it's like unique uh, unto itself. And I think that uh, you guys will enjoy it. I'll definitely check out the uh, the the thing on Amazon. I'll be watching it when we're done here. Yeah, yeah. And then again, uh, a night in Durango, Colorado, on our iTunes. Uh, that is actually. Uh, a pretty fun set to listen to. The crowd was on fire. Uh, both of them, I didn't want to take uh, the special as well as that. Uh, the Night in Durango is no editing. I just put it out raw. But uh, you guys are going to enjoy uh, Uncomfortably Funny. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Yeah. Oh, wow. So before we continue, uh, I do have breaking news. And uh, we normally don't do anything like this. But I figured this has to be said. Um, because a lot of us were all into culture and uh, and whatnot, but uh, I just found out that just today Julio died um, at age of fifty nine. What? Uh, Julio just uh, passed uh, away. Rest in peace. Uh, he lived Dude. to be longer than twenty four. You know what I mean? Uh, he didn't think he was going to die. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I uh, saw. I saw there. There was an article about him, but I didn't actually click on it because it was like I like Coolio, but like whatever's going on, I'm probably not going to be interested. But so, uh, I'm gonna go back and look at it. Do you play Dangerous Minds in memory of him, or do you play uh, Fantastic Voyage? Word up, dude! Both, all of it. Go find his best of album and listen to that shit. So Fantastic Voyage, uh, uh, Dangerous Minds, and what? Too hot. Yeah, I don't Legend. remember what his other his other singles were, man. It's it's been a long time since I've even listened to his music. To be honest, I think the it was. I actually know him or knew him. Uh, hung out with him, smoked with him a few times. Uh, met him at the beauty bar in Vegas the first time, and then uh, he would come out to comedy shows. Sometimes he'd be at an open mic over in Champagne's in Vegas, so a late night nice. open mic. He's sitting in the audience, uh, wearing a hat with his two fucking braids sticking out of his uniform. Goss with him once. Who do? So when you when you're doing comedy shows or open mics out in Vegas, do you ever run into into celebrity comedians? Um, yeah, actually, uh, you occasionally do. Um, yeah, uh, John Caparillo, he performs regularly over at Wise Guys at their open mic. Um, I honestly don't do too many open mics like the one I go to in Champagne's. I just really go to kind of just hang out with the comics since late night. Yeah. Um, because I, I honestly work out new shit during the show. You know, I, I freestyle every set, so doesn't make me uh, do, benefit me to uh, put effort at doing jokes in front of just comics. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, I I hear you on that. It's like when you I want to perform in front of an audience. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great that there's comics there but it's like that's not the audience that you want to that's not your demographic 
Right, and most comics, they're not really paying attention to you. Lord knows, I certainly rarely do. Like, I'm at the show, but I'm not paying attention to anything. I'm drinking, I'm talking, I'm smoking, you know, I'm doing all type of shit, listening in and there, tuning in and out, you know what I mean? But well, so I don't expect, you know, to me, I don't like to be paying attention to me like that, you know what I mean? And you get in your... And I think we lost him. Okay. People are calling me trying to see if I'm going out the shows. And I'm like, no, this is my night to recoup. <laughs> okay. So it keeps uh, clicking me in and out. That's what's going on with that. But uh, thank you uh, again for having me on here. Uh, yeah. It's been, it's, been a, it's been a fun conversation, so... You said you had a, a, a outline that you were going to prep me on. I was like, I don't want to know. Just uh, throw it at me. Are we still on that? Do, are we hitting that? We got topics or? Oh it, yeah, we we still we still got more. Yeah, what is on the? Well, our next our next uh, is uh, Adris Elba addressing his uh, interest in James Bond. No. No. I'm so sick of them, these people thinking that everything has to be changed to fucking please. Like, James Bond can't be fucking black. I'm sorry, he Thank can't. You. He can't. He was a fucking spy. He's in places that a nigga is like, what the fuck are you doing here, nigga? You wouldn't invite him to the party. <laughs> wow, I didn't even thought about that. Yeah. Guy, but no, that shit's not realistic. James Bond is just the way it is. It has to be white. Uh, I don't understand why they had to make the fucking Little Mermaid black. Like, I don't give a fuck, but unrealistic. And people are like, you don't think it'd be a mermaid after all the slaves they jumped through in the ocean? No, they died. They they changed the, the swim pattern for sharks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then we know that black women not finna get their hair wet. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> Jesus. I don't like getting my hair wet now this long. You know what I mean? I do actually like the fact that I personally am a huge fan of of the Little Mermaid being black. I really am. I don't I don't care for pandering. I don't care that you make uh, a remake of the one year that you make the cast black. Name it something else. You don't have to fucking pander. That is worse than racism to me. It's such a fucking insult. People gonna throw you something to make you and then cause distraction. You know it's been an uproar. And the motherfucking idiots to get mad about that shit. They're showing a racism, but the same. Who gives a fuck? But everything don't need to be fucking crossed over you know what i mean i think it's i think here's why i think it's important add a new fucking character i think it's important in the fact that that one it, it shouldn't be a color i mean the the mermaid first of all they shouldn't you know if you're gonna have them look like real mermaids they're not gonna look like beautiful women half women half fish they don't they would look like well, horrible fantasy, so you're, no one's fantasizes about ugly bitches you know, right. Yeah. Well, you know what? It doesn't make a good movie either. Nobody's going to watch yeah, that and think about her falling in love with a human. But the thing is, is that when you, when, when my grandchildren get a chance to see that, I want to see that the the hat, the side that is black, are represented. The, the girls have something that and, that they can relate to. And you're absolutely right. We do need something that we can relate to. But why can't it be our own? Why do you have to remake or change something? Like there was a black mermaid in it. Like. Sebastian better still be fucking Jamaican. I know that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
Yeah, and and but I think I think that you know making it a main character instead of a it's important to have somebody as a main character instead of having them as important. a self image and words, but just keep us our own. Like Black Panther, they didn't come up with a fucking. Different no, line, I agree man. with that. I agree with that. Own. Let's be proud of that. Make it successful. Don't make it a fucking knockoff where it's a fucking B roll to a A list. But That's I all I'm saying with that. I don't. No, and, I think and the pandering, and I, mm. I prefer my racism out front. That way, I know who I'm dealing with. You feel me? No, I I understand. No, I agree with that part too. I mean, I absolutely, you know, don't don't hide the racism. Be right up front yeah, in my so face. We can like, do business. I just know how to deal with you. You're gonna have that racism. Be right up there in my face so that. I can deal with you head on instead of having to, yeah, you know. I can work with you. We can still make money together, but I know how to work with you. Yeah. You act but, like you're my boy, you stab me in my back. That's what I can't condone because I can't trust you. Yeah. No, and I, I understand that. But I still think that there's absolutely, for, well, for one, one, there's a side that it, it, like, when you see all those beautiful little girls that on the videos, when they saw the, the video and they saw that Ariel was black, they were like, what? what? She looks like me. Like, and they were like, some of the girls were like teenagers. Yeah, they were losing their mind. The image of it. That's all cool. I'm just, and being the dead horse, like, I don't, to be honest, I really don't give a fuck, but I'm just saying you could have just gave us our own and made that popular. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I'm saying. I'm not, a, I'm not a good guy. You could have made something had her own little new adventure. Right. Right. There yeah, was they another Black done. Mermaid and the Little Mermaid, if you pay attention. Those little black chicks from the wrong <laughs> yeah, and well, I did. I've seen but Ariel Little Mermaid. Ariel? Yep. <laughs> Trust, I, I yes. No, and I I love that movie, but I actually I I love. And by the way, the the woman who the the young lady who plays Ariel, her name is Hallie Bailey. Yeah. Beautiful young girl. And uh, oh. We've a lot of unjust, Wait. negative criticism. Motherfuckers don't know from uh, make believe or pretend. Uh, yeah. Real life for some stupid reason. She deserves none of the fucking hate and all the negative attention that she's gotten. She should have been cheered and congratulated for an opportunity. And hopefully, yeah. at least, uh, other work for her. But uh, she, her voice, gave me absolute. When I when I heard her sing, I got goosebumps. She's got such a beautiful. I'm looking forward to actually seeing this movie. It's been a long time coming out. Uh, it was postponed how many times? Because it was actually supposed to have come out before the pandemic. And then there was all the outrage then. Yeah, yeah. I thought the outrage was repeat. But it was. We're living in the multiverse now, so I, don't, I get confused with where the glitch is. I'd be spinning the top to see if it's still reality. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the way you put that, the multiverse. And that's true. Why, why couldn't this aerial be the black aerials from the multiverse? There you go. Nobody's pandering yeah. shit. It's the multiverse. Yeah, because we are definitely living in the multiverse now. Things have changed. Yeah, <laughs> that is. <laughs> that is. Yeah, and in, in in twenty thirty years from now, it'll it'll be a Mandela effect. People are like, no, she wasn't black. What are you talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I remember she had dreadlocks and everything. <laughs> so. I guess we just live in a time when they rewrite in history again because they rewrote history before before us. We all know that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But the I'm just looking to write the I'm, history. 
I'm just looking forward for White Black Panther. That's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, you mean you mean Tarzan? <laughs> yeah, we've already, we, we already had one. <laughs> I'm glad he was white because that just been too much of the monkey uh, references. <laughs> you know, I um, I'm gonna do uh, my a special edition of Garbage People, and I usually read off a list of people who I think we don't need on the planet. Um, I don't have a list, but I do have one name that I'm just gonna throw out there, and it's Brett Favre. We're just oh, gonna thank you. Lead him into this uh, edition. Of, this is a special edition of Garbage People, and right now he's on the top of that list. Not at all. Um, and and for those of you who don't know, um, there's been text messages that have surfaced of Brett Favre and allegedly an ex-governor of Mississippi um, taking money from welfare uh, funds and using it to build a volleyball uh, stadium. At his uh, alma mater in the, the college where his daughter attended. Yeah. Fucked up. He's shit. But yeah. The worst? Most definitely. I mean, he didn't redirect the funds. He was just slimy enough to ask for it, but the people in government, the ones that did it, them the motherfuckers that should be wiped out. He didn't have control of it. He could just ask him, like, hey, why don't you cover this debt with that money? But the people that did it, those the assholes, we is taping that and we making Brent Farm's story because he's a celebrity. He's not in government. I think he has a point. True that, but when you're asking the, whenever you're asking, first of all, he asked if it could come from anywhere to cover, so it could have came from anywhere, and then it was like, fuck, we gonna take it from the welfare. It's like, all right, take it from the fucking welfare. Piece of shit moves, definitely, but he's not the one that allocated the funds. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, okay, so, okay, so apparently you feel that he is. Not uh, up with because I know he's paid some of that money back. He still got a lot of money. Uh, yeah, he paid a million of it back, and they're mad because he didn't pay the interest. They that's the whole reason why the story broke out. It's because they got caught, and the reason why they got caught is because they fucking with the water system over in Jackson, Mississippi. They turned Jackson, Mississippi into a Flint because they're doing this to the black city, uh, the, the poor yeah, black but, city. Yeah, but exactly, Michigan, uh, Michigan, uh, Mississippi is one of the poorest states in the country. Yeah, I mean. You're, you're taking, That's I why mean, nobody would notice. Nancy, Nancy, Nancy Mississippi. This is the most attention Mississippi has gotten since the Confederate flag. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. My my take is this: if you're asking somebody such as Nancy New, who is the founder of the nonprofit uh, Mississippi Community Education Center. You know, hey, is the media going to know where this money is? I, I kind of feel like he knew where that money is coming from. Even if he did, like I said, piece of shit for asking for it. But I can ask you all day. I can sit there and write the governor and ask him for a million dollars to come out of the fucking welfare fund. That don't mean he going to give it to me. You feel me? I'm a piece of shit for asking, but you're a piece of shit for giving it to me and making it happen. I ain't got power with that. And let's be honest, a lot of motherfuckers got PPP loans and did all type of shit during COVID and stole money from the That's government. Where do you think that money came from? Huh? So let's be real with this. 
That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that he's not a piece of shit. I'm just saying that he's not the one that was in charge. The governor yeah. and the person who allocated the funds were. They're the ones that should be getting in trouble and in the news. Fred Favre just in the news because he's a celebrity and makes the story ring. And there was other people involved in the scandal to other shit, other celebrities. So I'll talk about Fred Favre during COVID, sir. That's why they hired all the new IRS agents because they're going after these motherfuckers. I don't know. I kind of feel like Fred Favre should just play one more season with the New York Jets as a punishment. That's just how I look at it. Yeah, but my, my dear friend Jen Sturgeon, uh, she might disagree. Uh, we can't forget that. Like, he's a piece of shit, for sure. You know what I mean? But worst person? I don't know. I mean, Joe Biden. I didn't. He's definitely a garbage person for taking the money. And here's here's the other question, too. It's just that how much total would it cost for this stadium that he was trying to get built? Five million. Five million. And you're telling me he can't pull five million out of his own damn pocket? Right, but chose to do what rich people do and found money from somewhere else. Rich people yeah. don't spend their own money and doing shit; they find it from somewhere else. Of course they do. That's why we're broke ass. Yeah, we broke ass because we haven't made it out our way out, out of uh, the matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're I'm still. We're still copper tops. I'm still tops. in there. Still, yeah, I am still struggling. That is for sure. I mean. I'm struggling a little less than a lot, but I'm still not struggling as less as I would want to be. I just need to win that mil- that three hundred million dollar lottery, and then I'll still do the show. Oh, I just won't be. I won't, I won't be doing it from here. But Mar- Marianne will build a nice big studio to do it from. I would absolutely have a nice big ass cushy studio with a big soundboard, all the chairs, all the headphones, and the microphones dropping down from you know. Hell I yeah. would join rehab because I would more than likely have a drug problem. You know, that's a good thing is, is I've already quit everything I've ever done. I never did drugs. I never did drugs. And I quit smoking about seven years ago. And I quit drinking about, what is it, 11 months ago. Drugs so. got me through the pandemic. Uh, sex got me through the pandemic, so... I don't want to say what got me through the pandemic. It'd be embarrassing. Okay, tell us. Now we want to know. Um, Pornhub? Pornhub, yeah. (laughs) Do I know my cousin or what? Oh, you know what? I'm pretty sure a lot of people was just like, wow, I wish I could, you know, bang my girlfriend during a... a, I've heard a lot of people complain about their girlfriends or boyfriends like living with each other during the pandemic it's like oh my god she's still here yeah, oh my god you realize you really didn't like that person you was a must yeah i'm like yeah i was just like at least you had somebody during the pandemic yeah that's when you respond with first world problems asshole well you know what though actually you know it, it's kind of strange is that um it either brought people together or it, it pulled you know made them realize that they shouldn't have been together and i'll tell you what yeah. that looking back on some previous relationships i wish to god i'd have had a pandemic to got me out of them relationships sooner you know because i wouldn't have stuck around so long and i would have woke up and said you're an absolute fucking nightmare walking and i need to leave now yeah or i would have buried him uh back to your porn help getting you through uh the pandemic so you pay for porn no well that's not a, a paid 
for I don't watch. Uh, they, they have Pornhub. well, they they have stuff that's free Pornhub's on there. Free. They have stuff on there. I think it's, they it's, have it's paid stuff too. I don't ever pay for it though. I mean, I I, I don't need a thirty minute video to get off. So do you okay. guys subscribe to OnlyFans and all that shit? I no, I've never done OnlyFans because that costs money. And Jamal, not, what are we looking at? I'm not. Sorry. We're looking knees? at it. We're looking at his knees or his armpit. My knees. I, knees. I uh, don't really watch the porn unless I, I guess I'm with someone and they want to watch it. I, 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 I've gotten past the masturbation. It's empty. It feels it's, it's empty. It's, well, I mean, it's like fucking. I don't, I don't like fucking anymore. Just yeah. randomly fucking. I, I require intimacy. I want to cuddle yeah. after. Well, and that re friend. that requires me to have you, somebody. I am 44, and you can't. There you go. God has blessed me. But, uh, yeah, that's why. That's why. Well, and I mean, I'm 53, so I mean. Yeah, you get to that age, and then the life that I've lived and the experiences. It's just, yeah. You get to that point with Solomon where you've done all that. You like vanity is vanity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. My my new groom, who I just married, not even a month ago. Thank you. Thank you. Not even a month ago. Yeah, but. I mean, he's 54, and that's just it, though. Is is that we we did a we did a cut video, and if you're not familiar with cut video, they're a a studio that has a YouTube channel. They have several, you know, they have a YouTube channel, but they have several different uh, videos that they shoot, like Keep It at 100, Truth or Drink, um, and so and um, it's um, lineups. They do a lot of different kind of lineup and stuff, and so yeah. we just got done doing a what. It's called a lineup, and this is where they take four different guessers that come in, and they have to guess something specific, and they talk to either, and ours has been, we've done a couple of lineups, and we've done them as a couple, and this last one was how often we have sex. So the question was, they had five, four different individuals come in separately throughout the day, and they got us all, and they talk to all of us and try to line us up on how often we have sex. And so it was very interesting to see how people were rating. And one of the questions that we finally asked was, um, what's the difference between, are you talking about sex or are you talking about intimacy? They're totally different things mm -hmm. because- They can be one and the same, but they are different. Yeah, and they are. And and so it was funny because Romeo and I, they pegged us as having sex every single day. And I was like, no, we're old, fat, and out of shape. That's not happening. And we have jobs. So, or I do. Um, oh, that's but, not an excuse, though. I'm going to throw him under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm not throwing him under the bus. Trust me, I'm not. It's, he's, he, the one thing I love about that man is he is up and ready. Anytime I say sex he, he cannot get his clothes off fast enough and come running around to yes the man could be screaming that. in pain wreathing on the bed in absolute pain talking about like just almost in tears and he's in pain i'm like can i have sex well, fuck yeah. well i'm on my way he will never say no to me that's one of the reasons why i married him just pop but, a couple good. ibuprofen and he's good. i say no to him i give no room to the devil mm. i'm telling you i i uh i definitely Oh, we do some sinful things. But anyways, um, I digress. Um, <laughs> when you're married, everything is, is lawful and expedient in the bedroom between a married couple. That's what I'm saying. Well, we weren't married all the time. So, um, well, that's the right now. Uh, but, no, and the, and the thing is, though, is, is, but intimacy, it's funny because, like I said, we have intimacy together 
from the time we wake up to the time we go to sleep. Anytime we're together, we're always saying, you know, touching, feeling, kissing, hugging, you know, yes. that, but that's, that's what works for us. I know that not all people are like that. So, um, but it was interesting to me that the, the one couple, these two were doing it like bunny rabbits. They were doing it five times a day, a day. That's a lot of energy. No, it's not really. That's yeah. yeah. When you, when you are a large mammal like myself, yes, that's a lot of energy. Well, they'd also add to it that they've been together for five years. Yeah, that's this cool. Couple, that's 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 insane to me. But they're twenty one and twenty eight. So yeah, they these two kids were like bunny rabbits. You know, they actually throughout the course of the day they went missing for a while, and we're all looking at each other going, "Did you see the rabbits? Where'd they go? Did they go into the bathroom together? Where'd they go? They've yeah. been gone for a little while." That's how it's supposed to be. It's not like everybody's developing in that then. Yeah, yeah, but you know, not everybody's like that. You know, and and though. That's one of those things that, you know, I think that the pandemic, I love the fact that the psychologist came out and said that one year in pandemic time was like three years in regular time because the amount of time spent with the, those individuals. And huh. so I think that a lot of people did, you know, when you spend a lot of time with people, you realize that either this is your person or this is not the place to be. And a lot of people try and fit and make that fit, and because they don't have to spend all their time with with their that other person, it they can make it work. But when they have to be stuck in the same room day in and day out and only see that person, they're like, they want to commit murder. Yeah, I guess some people actually did uh, allow themselves to be prisoners in their own home uh, during the lockdown. Uh, mm -hmm. I did none of the such. I traveled. It's gone. Fuck that shit. I'm gonna. Fuck no. Fuck no. No. No, my life didn't really change that much. I continued to work like regular. And I just got my probation. I'm traveling, motherfucker. I've been on lockdown for two months. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been traveling. Where where is the best place that you in your mind? Where's your favorite place so far that you've traveled? Fuck that is uh such a, a tough question. Um because I really find and I usually have a very unique, special uh, experience everywhere that I've traveled. And honestly, I don't have an answer to that. Um, Montana, I loved Montana. I spent time out there. I loved New York when I was out there. Uh, I love uh, Maquoketa, Iowa. Uh, loved out there. Uh, Chicago, back home when I go. Florida. Like I said, uh, all of them uh, have had a special experience with someone that has made him very memorable, uh, Atlanta. Um, I'll answer with saying that I've been very blessed uh, to be able to see the country and travel for a kid that grew up and didn't really travel and for a kid that grew up at a time with one blinking light. Uh, a lot of people uh, where I grew up from uh, haven't been um, as fortunate uh, to see the things that I've seen. And I don't think I imagined it, but I don't think other people imagine that, you know, I would get the chance to do and see and travel the places I've been. So all of them, I don't have a favorite, to be honest. That's not me being Corey. I just, I have fond uh, memories of all of them. Okay, so do you have any place that you would not go back to? 
I don't. I, I, I really don't. Like I said, I have I've been blessed and I have enjoyed myself uh, everywhere that I've gone, uh, that I've performed. And again, I had some very unique experiences. I've been in Vail, Oregon, uh, which is, I guess, close to the Idaho border. Uh, very, uh, without trying to make it derogatory, but the term, I guess, rednecky, you know, Confederate flag. Uh, those people took me out in the middle of the woods in a bonfire, and I had an amazing time. And I, something I'll never forget, uh, being in New York and sneaking inside Madison Square Garden and just walking around that place like I worked there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Portland. I mean, I've had amazing experience there. I uh, smoked a cigar and got head while sitting at the bench at Bruce Lee and Brinley's gravesite. Like, that wasn't planned. It just happened. Um, there you go. Amazing experiences, like in all these places, from big city to small city, Makoka to Iowa. Very small city in Iowa. Um, and one of my favorite places. Uh, love it. Uh, so, yeah, there is no place uh, that I had the bad experience where I was like, I am never coming back here. Well, that's awesome. And thank you to those people who uh, welcomed me and embraced me and uh, gave me hospitality. Nice. So where do, where do you want to travel to next? What's the next on the list? Uh, overseas. I want to go international and uh, do that and make that whole run. What what particular what country particularly do you want to see first? Uh, well, country I like to see first. Uh, I would love to go visit Congo, which I should and I have been invited to. Um, I performed for the Queen of Congo uh, a few years back. Uh, her and her uh, first advisor, uh, they really enjoyed me. I broke protocol in uh, touching them in a little photo, but uh, they allowed it uh, and gave me an invitation. Um, But I would also like to go uh, to Israel uh, and see the land. I would also like to do the whole uh, UK, you know, that, that whole uh, British run over there and enjoy that. Yeah. Very cool. So you got, you said you performed for the Queen. You Okay. You can't just breeze past the that. Queen of Congo. Yeah. Yes. The, the Queen of Congo. Of Congo. You uh, have, uh, and her advisor. Yeah. So how did that happen? That's amazing. How did that happen? Um, actually, uh, Spanky Hayes, uh, my bros, uh, another Detroit native. Uh, a lot of people know him from Wild and Out uh, with that. Um, he was doing the show. He was hosting the show. And I uh, hit me up. He needed a comedian. And uh, I just went out and showed up. And uh, the queen happened to be there. And uh, I said probably some very... Uh, I, I talked to the queen as probably uh, no man has probably talked to her in, in quite some time. And uh, she loved me for it. And uh, took it as it was, that it was just, and it could have been disrespectful. Uh, it was respectfully disrespectful. It was just, I talked about eating the queen's pussy and and getting the first, uh, the first uh, advisor's permission because she said I had to go through your first. And I was like, I did the both of you. I was like, uh, it's a very inappropriate thing, but again, she loved it and found it in jest and came and gave me a hug, took a picture, uh, have her first um, 
advisor's phone number in my phone. We kept in touch for a little while. Um, so, yeah. I performed for That's princes. I got kidnapped by some person from the Middle East. I don't even know what you want. Uh, wow. In L.A. Took me out in the hills. You know, went to one of them parties where you turn in your cell phone when you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some crazy experience. I got kidnapped by Artie Lang for a week. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, he would not let me go home. He would take... I was like, I need to go change clothes. And he would go buy me clothes. Uh, very lovely man. He was so kind and dope to me. And uh, took me with him to uh, Conan. Uh, uh, fucking, um, oh, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, one of the guys that was originally with Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, what's his name? Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. Oh, wow. Uh, on Adam Carolla's podcast. Met Adam. Uh, cool experiences. Uh Talked to Prince Jones, uh, very, uh, and then he offered me money uh, for hanging out with him, and I declined it and said that wasn't like it was my pleasure. And I left my jacket in his car when they finally dropped me off when he was leaving. And I called him to return my jacket. And when I grabbed my jacket and I put it on, like maybe later on that night or the next day, uh, he had left me a couple grand in the pocket. So, oh my uh, god! Oh wow! Well, so yeah, uh, a stand-up dude uh, invited me to come out to New York. And, Stay on this couch and, and grind, and uh, stupidly, I didn't take advantage of that situation at that time. I don't know if I still can. I never really tried. Wow! But yeah, you so I've had some amazing experiences. I've, if I die today, I've definitely done what I dreamed I would do, and had some unique experiences that I never thought would ever happen. Um, the very black. Yeah. Right. Last, when was it? When when did this happen with with Artie Lang? Because the last time I saw him on TV or anything, he didn't even look like Artie Lang. It was before the nose collapse. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so it's yeah, probably it's... like six years ago or whatever have you. And the way okay. I met him, I yeah. was tripped out. He was. Um, I met him on Sunset in front of the comedy store, and just uh, was in tip top shape and. Uh, and not the same these guys, but uh, Rogan, uh, Ari Shafir, and I do believe Dave Patel were laughing at him, saying, look at him. And I looked at him and was like, isn't he supposed to be your friend? And I walked out in the street and I grabbed him and walked him through fucking sunset traffic zipping by. And uh, I was like, you need to pick me up, buddy. And because I did him that favor, he embraced me and kept me around. Uh, for the company, and uh, it was an amazing experience that I will forever be grateful for. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, as I understand, he's he's gotten sober in the last few years, so he's probably yeah. doing a lot better these days. Which I do believe that's probably why, because uh, I did reach out and was like different. His road manager hated me, uh, and I get it. You know what I mean? Because Jesus, we were doing a lot. Uh, and I was like I'm going to die but um yeah I remember uh, my mom's a minister and grew up watching Christian television and there's a famous uh, Caucasian evangelist uh, John Hagee and uh, we're in some hotel in Beverly Hills in the uh, diner restaurant and we're sitting to eat and I look across and I see John Hagee and he made eye contact. And all I can think is, 
I wonder if God's telling them what condition I'm in right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I wasn't thinking nothing about me. That's <laughs> a weird moment. And then it was weird that I didn't recognize who he was. I'm like, not too many people are going to know that's a John fucking energy. Like, who the fuck is he? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I've uh, lived a very unique, uh, blessed life, but very fortunate. Um, but it comes like, yeah. to roads, you know, with the. High Valleys, definitely the low lows. You know what I mean? Uh, my comedy special is on Amazon Prime right now. Order that. As right? Well, that's that ass. That is so I cool. Know, you know, I need that money because I'm broke. So let me ask you a question, Diaz. Yes. If you could tell your 14-year-old, 14, 15-year-old 14, self something, what advice would you give your 14, 15-year-old self? Oh, that is easy, but I won't, uh, not to fuck with that bitch at all. I'll be honest. I've, uh, I've made That's... many mistakes, and they have made me, and even that mistake has actually definitely uh, shaped me and changed me. Um, it's made me a more cautious person, um, but it's definitely made me a better comedian, for sure, because it freed me, so. So maybe I wouldn't. Um, fuck. Every pitfall I look back at and see that it was like it was for me and not to me. Yeah, uh, so, I think okay. that's a great way I, I to look at it. I don't have any regrets. Uh, there's some other decisions that you know you might take and look back at and think you would do differently, but then it would change uh, where I'm at right now. And uh, I am very blessed and fortunate to live this crazy life that I live. Hey, man. Yeah. Amen yeah, Kevin Case is over there. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know if y'all What's know going that. on? Still some cages, Joe. Huh? I just heard some screaming, so I was just asking if y'all. Oh, no, that, that, that's that's the roommate's teenager. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I was like, I didn't know who that was. I was wondering. Jamal seems to have fallen out of the picture completely. Yeah. Jamal's chilling. No, no. He's laying down. He's ready to fall. comfortability. Either that or he's still looking at those those redheads. You're looking at the black he's redheads. He's looking again, at the you? redheads and he's he's wanking off camera. Yeah, he looked like he just uh, smoked a little something off camera. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing one of those things. Um, uh, he's looking the at the black redheads. That's why he, he dipped out. Oh, like yeah. you can't see his face anymore. Yeah, he, we can't just, tell. We can't no, tell that I, he's he's jizzing all over his sock. <laughs> I don't know why this camera is not working on this phone. Um, because but... you're not aiming it at your head? <laughs> no, it's like, I don't... There, so now, wait, you now, guys... We can see you, but we usually we're looking you. at your forehead or your chin. Oh, okay, because I can't even see myself on this phone here, and my... I don't know, uh, my, my, my laptop is fucking up, so I'm just going to use... I'm using my phone, and I'm listening to this nice conversation. I'm actually pretending that I'm actually... Like an audience member listening to you guys. You guys are doing a great job, Cap Joe. <laughs> that's a good way to cover up and fade out. I like that idea. Oh, yeah, while, yeah while, that's while, okay. While I'm looking at pretty, pretty black redheads, I'm sorry, this is like a whole new phenomenon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my oh, God, he's man. gone down the rabbit You're hole. You're welcome. It, yeah. It, it, it's, <laughs> Uh, the sad thing about it is, I'm going to be thinking about Diaz every time I look at these fucking girls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, not the first time I've heard that, which is weird, but yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. whatever should, works, you know what? You we know? should we should we should talk about Mr. James Earl Jones, man. So that's a weird uh, segue. Well, I'm just yeah. like I'm trying to get back on topic of of things we have on the the outline. On our our outline. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually well, that uh, was part of the outline. Uh, it is. He's no longer doing the voice of Darth Vader. He's allowing them to record his voice in AI. They, yeah. they basically take samples. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, he gave permission for them to like take samples of his voice to make it an AI voice, so they can just put words in his mouth and yeah. have him uh, have him be Vader in future movies. Genius. Uh, yeah. Well, considering his age, yeah, that. That makes sense. I'm like really super distracted. Yeah, uh, after he passes, he allows that uh, that character to live forever. And, That's amazing. Uh, he constantly is making money for his estate, uh, feeding his family and providing for them long after he's gone. Yeah, that's and awesome. That's, uh, that's brilliant. the goal and the destiny of all of us, right? Is to, to build something that where our children and our children's children and our children's children yep. uh, can live off of to where uh, they don't have to want. Yeah. Generational wealth. Generational wealth, I guess, yeah, I guess, you know, yeah, I guess if I, I look at it that way, um, I would love to be able to leave a legacy for my kids or my grandkids to be able to build on and to continue building yeah. other things as well. That would be, I think that that would be a, a, a honestly a dream come true. So, I mean. Yeah, that's what we all want. Like, uh, with all the, the, uh, Ebb and flows, the ups and downs, and all that—the the, the crazy life that uh, I've been blessed to live. And sometimes we're like, ah! "I'm the madness," but then there's moments like I, I can't believe it's my life. Uh, yeah. The proudest moment of my life, uh, and probably forever. I don't think I can imagine anything to top this. Uh, but uh, pinning my son uh, for his promotion to be sergeant at 22. Uh, in the Marines, uh, yeah, yeah uh, breaking generational curses, that's something definitely that that's a whole new path for his family in a different line uh, than any of us have done. And then uh, after his ceremony, uh, we're walking to the car, getting ready to go out to eat. And uh, I don't even know if my son noticed it uh, the way that I did, because I was walking behind the pack. Uh, but some Caucasian male, corporal, I would assume, uh, was like, what up, corporate American? Uh, very casual. And uh, my son, uh, casually, probably not even being a dick, but letting him up at the same time, it's sergeant now. And I watched uh, this white boy about faith, apologize, sorry, sergeant. Uh, and that's supposed to salute uh, without the hat the Marines. Uh, but I watched him put it up there. You know, I was like, that's my boy. You know what I mean? Like, how far we've come to watch, you know, in history. Uh, a white man salute a black man. That's my boy. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, almost felt, made me feel like when uh, I watched Malcolm X when he got out of jail and he put his hand up and did that little turn, and that's just said that's too much power for a nigga to have. <laughs> <laughs> that scene is so fucking powerful. They robbed him of that. He should have fucking got an Oscar for that. Like we should get an Oscar for that. That movie is fucking amazing. Yeah. His best movie by far, and he's been in some amazing movies. But damn, that movie is powerful. Yeah. Well, I mean, long as fuck, but powerful. Yeah. 
And that's and that's just it though. Is is that people are people are so afraid to people in power are so afraid to see anybody get lifted up that it might diminish their power. Well, and, it, it does. Um, and I mean, that's the fear of all societies uh, that are in power. That's why the system is uh, the way that it's set up. Even now, uh, tyranny uh, persists. Uh, the the people behind uh, the presidents and prime ministers and all of that, uh, uh, your New World Order uh, people, your fucking Klaus, uh, Jean-Luc, or whatever the fuck his name is right now. I've been up for days, so I'm waiting. But uh, Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab and all those dudes who uh, talk about the Great Reset and how COVID was the key behind that. Like, this isn't propaganda. These books are out there. Um, how they want to put us in the one world system. Um, and some people find comfort in that. There are people that totally agree that everyone should have uh, housing and cars and all that, no matter what you do. Um, yeah. And I agree with that everyone should have housing, but you do have to work uh, for that, you know? And we have to set up things to change to where these things are more affordable to where one person could uh, work one job and actually own the house instead of being a fucking adult and having roommates um, in this generation. But that's the way it's set up. It's set up for those people in power to remain in that power. It just, you know, it, it makes me really sick when you think about how the 1%, the top 1% have more money amongst them than what almost every country that doesn't bother me uh that is the beauty of capitalism uh what bothers me is how most of the majority got that and that is because uh they've benefited off of uh free labor for years and yeah. those businesses were passed down so they didn't pay for taxes and things like that and got breaks and now they have this generational wealth uh, so that's what bothers me about that. I, I don't concern myself with uh, people getting money uh, because I dream, and that is my goal, and it will happen to be in that. Um, it's just how you obtain it, um, and that's it. Uh, there shouldn't be a fucking hate and a spite against uh, the ones that got it. It really shouldn't. You know what I mean? You should uh, aspire to achieve the, how to get it. Well, the, my, the problem that I have with it say with like Amazon how many of their jobs are minimum wage yeah. minimum wage is not enough so you have somebody the the richest like what he is the richest man in the world yep that's why he's the richest man in the world so we have that business but I know that and I understand that with business but there should be some kind of ethics in the business there's no minimum wage because if they didn't have that he would pay them more yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is it's that how do you how do you consciously, with any kind of of conscience of self, pay people not even livable wages, right. and have more money than God? That's uh, what I'm saying. I have a problem with somebody who doesn't have the conscience to take care of the people that work for him. It should be. More and I'm not saying the government should take his money away. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it should be a socialist kind of country. I'm not saying that at all because I don't agree with that either. But what I'm saying is, is that it's very, it's very 
demoralizing to me to see somebody who has so fucking much and yet gets it by working on the backs of everybody else. It's not, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, creating your own business, finding your own niche, and then you hiring an indentured servant uh, to do your work. That's uh, business. Uh, the key to getting behind that is you find your niche at where you're good at and you create your business and you change. Because, man, we weren't meant to work for others. We were meant to work for ourselves, our families. That's why it was a blessing to have children because those children were your workers and then they passed that down and you farmed your own land or did whatever your business was and you pass it down. That's how you build that. But because uh, we have been dumbed down in a lot of the education systems because they don't uh, teach us true education. Uh, they don't want us to be smart and empowered. Uh, they want us to be slaves. Uh, yes. It's how this, this will works. Uh, but uh, true uh, freedom is entrepreneurship and doing it yourself and then mastering it and getting good at it and building something and the foundation and then you too can branch out and hire indentured servants to do the grunt hard work and the backboning work because why would you be doing it? True. Yeah. And, and another thing is, if you start your own business, being the boss means that, or being a CEO means that you can not be in the office and the business will run swimmingly without you being there. Yeah, if you've done it if right. If you're doing it right. If you're if doing you it right, it and right, a lot of people don't. Because there is hard work in starting that. Yep. It's just after it gets going, you are reaping the benefits of your hard work and labor in that start. But most that's people, supposed to be. most people do, I mean, and we, we trade, we trade chunks of our life for money. And yeah. I can tell you that from who I am and what I do, I make, I make good money. I'm not going to lie. I make good money. And I also, I don't work those hours anymore that I used to work to get to where I'm at right now. You know, a lot of people want what I have, but nobody wants to put in the fucking work that I put in to get where I'm at. Because, and I, that's part of the reason why I was well, single for seven they years. they don't see your vision and your dream the way you do. Right, exactly. And they don't see, you know, I had the drive to get where I'm at because I sacrificed a fuck ton of things in my life to, to educate myself. I got self-educated. I don't have student loans, but I self-educated the shit out of myself. And I've, I found smart ways to make my employers pay for all my education yeah. and pay me to get educated while I was doing it. And, and that's, but that, it took me a long way to get where I'm at right now to do that. And now I'm not willing to sacrifice my, I have to have a work-life balance. I have to, I'm not going back to being a workaholic where I was working 14, 15, 16 hours a day. I'm just, I'm not doing it. I won't. And so well, that's why I always say uh, the key to all that is doing something you love because when you are doing that, you don't mind it because you love it. You know what I mean? And, well, and I love, I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. I love what I do. I absolutely love what I do. However, I, it's a very high demand, high stress, very incredibly high stress. And you have stress. to balance the family and, and, and different things and put in yeah. that, that quality time. Yeah. Yeah, I need uh, I need to step away delight. from it though, because it could consume me, and yeah, that's, that's one of those things. I haven't mastered yet. I, that that's my one of my downfalls. Like I'm somebody who needs a manager, 
or relationship. Like, um, I, uh, what makes me great can also be the thing that destroys me. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And that was me too. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, now that I, I have that, you know, I spent a lot of years educating, a lot of years getting to where I'm at right now, and a lot of years being single. And then when I got to the point where I met my husband, I didn't have a choice because he was, he's got such a, 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 a enormous personality that you can't ignore. You know, he's got an enormous, he does, he has a huge personality. And so he won't be ignored, you know, he trusts Yeah, me. it can't, it can't, you can't ignore Romeo. You, it's not possible. He can't be quiet to save his life. I'm just telling you right nice now. That was a very nice way of saying, my husband has a huge penis. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm no, sure really everything anyway. is, a, everything about him is big, I'm sure. God bless you. Uh, that's the way God made us, Hebrews. I I will neither confirm nor deny that allegation, um, but allegedly, I, al yeah, allegedly. Um, but no, he has. You know, he definitely has this. No, his personality is is he's such he's got such a huge personality, and he's very demanding. Of you know, he he allows me to have my work time, but I also know that wh whose joke is it that I can't remember what. Which person whose joke said that if you um, women are like dogs, if you leave them unattended in your place for too long, they're gonna fuck your shit up. <laughs> and that's that's my husband. You can't leave him unattended for too long because he'll fuck shit up. Like I I just know he just gets like he gets really demanding. So I can't you know go to a store and not have him bellow for me if I get out of eyesight. <laughs> Marianne, next time he does it, you should like you should like record that so people can see. I need to what do that. that. You're right. I need to do that because I know. Is that what we're talking about? He's like Marianne. So know. my husband, I, I learned this the hard way. My husband, it's never a trip to the Walmart with my husband if he doesn't page me. And when I say he pages me, he's clear on the other side of the store. If I got out of eyesight and if I we got separated in the store, he pages me from across the store. Are you saying text? Oh, oh. I thought you guys actually still had pages. I'm like, okay. No, he bellows my name at the top of his lungs. Oh, okay. And it usually scares the bejesus out of anybody standing next to him. Like, there's probably people who've peed. They like they got scared about they got peed. A, a liberty that uh, once we did not have just 20, 30 years ago, just screaming the white woman's name in the store. <laughs> God bless him. He can scream if my you, name. Tommy is everything. If you, if you ever wanted to know if if uh, if Walmart or any other grocery store has the ability to echo. Romeo is the one to test that theory. Oh, he, he oh, can right, tell you. Sure. Well, no, hey, so Diaz, not only did he, he does he bellow, uh, I, I, I'm going to tell you that uh, our our first argument, the very first argument we almost had, and I, I talk about it on stage, but the first, and, and it wasn't, <laughs> I talk about it only because it was so bizarre. Do you ever get so focused on the small detail that you forget the big picture? All the time. Okay, so this is what happened to me, and with my the very first argument we almost got into. Um, I needed cotton balls because I needed to re remove my toenail. Polish. 
And I, I told him we were at the store, and I said, I said I need to get some cotton. So, and he goes, oh, babe, I got you. I got some at home in the medicine cabinet. And I was like, okay, cool. So we get home, and I have my toenail polish remover. I'm all ready to take this shit off. And I'm looking all over the bathroom. I'm like, I don't see. There's no cotton balls in here. And I open the medicine cabinet, and I'm like, there's nothing in here. And then I stopped, and I went, what the hell? And I pulled out, and he'd taken the cotton out of pill bottles and put it in the medicine cabinet and called it cotton. <laughs> it was, but it just wasn't the cotton bomb, but yeah. And at this point, I'm pissed because I'm like, oh my god, have you ever tried to put fucking toenail polish remover on that shit and try, it'll take you the toenail polish off, but it's gonna take your whole toenail with it. It's so coarse. And I'm pissed because I'm like, god damn it, I, I had the, the cotton balls in my hand at the store. That, I would hope. And I went out there to go yell at him, and I just as I went out there with this shit in my hand, I literally stopped. It was like I, I got poleaxed. I, I, like, I hit the end of a chain and it got pulled back. Like that inner voice inside my head woke me up and said, hey, dumbass, you really going to go have an argument, your first argument with your black boyfriend about cotton balls? Are you serious? Yeah, because I thought that's what the argument was. I thought that he got mad at you that you asked him to go pick cotton. Oh, no. 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 So, no. But because he's a comedian, he's also a comedian, and I, so I told him, and I, we laughed about it, we thought it was, I, I was like, oh my god, honey, I said I almost did the stupidest fucking thing ever, and I told him, and he laughed at me, and so then when we went, uh, and he made fun of me, and then we went to the Walmart later, and we were walking down the aisle, and I looked at him, and I, and I grabbed the cotton, I said, this, this is cotton balls, for the record. And he looked at me in this packed Walmart. He goes, I'm going to pick your cotton lady and you can't make me. Yeah. This is what it's like going shopping with the two of us. By the so, way, uh, that's a horrific experience. I don't know if you've ever been to Cotton Field. Uh, they have uh, tourist attractions over in uh, Florida uh, where you can uh, pay to go pick cotton. And uh, I did it. And I heard it was going over in a grave. Wait. You pay for the privilege of picking cotton for them. The tour, and part of the tour was picking cotton. And, oh, my uh, God. As I picked some, the cotton was getting thorns and thistles in my hands and stuff like that. And I was like, man, this really had to be. And then they like, it's faster, faster. And uh, they hit me with the whip. And I was like, you know what? This tour is too real. I was like, I'm done. I need a replay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That, yeah, that would be. <laughs> yeah. Thank oh, you, an experience. <laughs> yeah, well. I think I, I think that I would like to go and see a field of cotton, and just to to know, like, it actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, I think that it would be you know it, it would be a, a beautiful thing to kind of see where it came from. I'm I'm wearing the shit all the time. What does it look like in the raw? I mean, I know I've I've spun wool. I've actually sheared sheep. I've actually um, where I've uh, pulled the wool, washed the wool, spun the wool. I haven't knitted it, but it was you know it was a very it's weird. It I've seen it before. It's, it's weird. Yeah, it, it, but it's such a cool it's experience like cutting, too. Uh, black people's hair too at the same time. Okay, so but for me it was more like you got a chance to kind of look back on. How much easier it is just to go hit the Bon Marche and walk in there, or the uh, you know the Bon, and and pick something off the rack and put it on through this vents and go home. Yeah. You know, I much <laughs> prefer that. 
And for those people who are wondering what the fuck the Bon Marche is, it's now called Macy's. Oh, that's what it's called. I couldn't remember Macy's. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking old I am. It's I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an old, it's an old department store in Seattle. Okay, so the Bon Marche, that's where mine and Todd's grandma used to work. Yeah, yeah. So she worked there for like what thirty years. She used to work cutting Long hair. That's time. what she did. Yeah, she cut hair. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for reminding us how old we are. God bless you. <laughs> I'm not old enough to be your mom yet. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. No, that's okay. I don't mind being old as long as I don't look my age. All right. You might get old, something wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, well, you know what? It beats the alternative. Like my, the my, my dad's mother said on her deathbed, you're only as old as you feel, and I feel 16. I was like, Grandma... <laughs> You're in the hospital. How, why is it? How is it you feel 16 in a hospital bed? She's like, hey, just because my body's not working great doesn't mean my mind is, you know, not able to feel a certain way. I was like, okay, I guess that works. And it explains why you're trying to hook up my cousin with the, the male nurses in here that are twice her age, you know. Okay. okay. Yeah. A little bit creepy, but, you know. That's a grandma thing, though. Grandmas are. Grandmas do to... weird shit, man. That's for sure. Oh, wow. Grandma, well, I know, yeah. I have some very normal grandmothers. I can't recall any weird shit that my grandmas do. Oh. Really? Yeah. You're lucky. I have to say, the, the coolest thing out of the weird shit that my grandmas did, um, my grandma Mabel, on my dad's side, uh, she was a hot rodder. She didn't know. She didn't get her driver's license until she was in her 50s. So she waited until she was in her 50s to get a driver's license. And then for whatever fucking reason, my dad bought her a car. It was a, a five-speed manual transmission with a V8. And mm. she would burn rubber. Like, she would tear up the road and stuff. But she th thankfully got a, a more sensible car. And at her, she almost drove through the bank. Like, she drove up onto the... Up onto the curb and was going to go through, except for they had the bollards there that stopped her. And then the other one well, was reckless. Shouldn't be driving. Right. Well, she outran the cops. She just she, she just didn't pull over. She didn't pay attention. She drove into her, her her parking spot at home. She drove probably a good five miles. Drove through town. Drove all the way where finished all of her driving. Drove into her yard. And when the cop pulled up behind her, she was like. And he had his lights on and siren the whole time, and she just didn't pull over. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm and, like, uh, white privilege right there. <laughs> she's, yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's Niggas true. have been shot for less. Um, oh, yeah, well, that's, I, guess that's, that's, uh, I guess if you want to call it weird, uh, I guess that would be the one thing that my my grandma, my mom's mom, like, I, I, I don't believe she ever learned to drive. I've never seen her drive. I don't believe she ever learned to drive. Um, but, my, but same time, that lady is a sweetheart. Um, simple. Uh, and, and in no means derogatory, just very sweet. Just simple. Uh, my grandma Mackie, a little bit more um, uh, city, I guess. Uh, like the lady fashion, stays in polo. Um, gold necklaces and chains and rings. And, uh, my grandfather had money. He was a poet. Uh, so she's still that. 
but at the same time, um, love the woman, never seen her do anything mean or uh, weird. Yeah. I got lucky, I guess. Yeah. Sounds like it, yeah. And the fact that I actually still have both of my grandmothers. Uh, I know you're getting older, so we'll definitely be taking a trip back to Michigan soon to see them. Because uh, they are up in age. But, um, yeah. So, uh, that's a blessing as well. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, I think that's one of the hard things about getting older is when you start seeing. I think for me, it was um, watching all the older generation, like my mom and, and all of my that generation losing all of them. You know, it wasn't just grandparents. I mean, you lose the grandparents, but then when you start losing parents and start losing all of uh, that next generation. And then what's really scary is, is that when you lose a sibling, so somebody who's your, your peer, one of your own ages, right. close to your own age, your own generation, that, that makes things so it makes mortality so much more, uh, yeah. a, a much more awareness of mortality and knowing that we only have so much time on this earth. I mean, if you've got a, if you're not living your life saying, I don't have any regrets, then you need to stop and ask yourself why and what why am I not there because there isn't any more time. This isn't this isn't a practice run. This well, you know, yeah. uh, tomorrow is not promised, and really uh, the next minute nor second. Um, yeah, uh, someone well said it. Make time meant to be derogatory. There's like you really truly do live by the tip of your nose. And I was like, yeah, kind of. I was like, live for the day, plan for tomorrow. But yeah. Right. Move very spontaneous, like, and things like that. Like, I can sudden change, audible, drop of a dime. Uh, yeah. Possible that way. And again, one of the things that makes me great, and one of the things that uh, can destroy me. Because you do need structure and, and some things and, and things like that. And I can definitely have it. I think that we we strive for structure. That's the same thing, you know, that we never outgrow that. I mean, children, you know, that children flourish. They do really well when they have some structure in their life and they're not left to, to parent themselves and just do whatever they want. But we as adults, too, I mean, we I think we, if we have, like in jobs or work, we have expectations. We have goals that are set for us or we set for ourselves and we have expectations. And then also, you know, having goals to to reach and then when you get close to or, or when you do reach that goal setting other goals because those goals are something that keeps you up if you don't have those goals you start feeling very much like very sad depressed you start you know a lot of negative feelings that because you don't have something to look forward to why am i getting out of bed every day i don't have something to look forward to i don't have anything yeah planned. Uh, you gotta have purpose uh purpose uh, can definitely add um, that strive and goal, especially if one is purpose driven. Uh, it has yeah. that focus uh, and makes dreams become goals because you're putting action to them. So, yeah, uh, purpose uh, that's why there's a lot of people who are lost, especially in this generation, is because they really don't have purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, kind of an odd question, like kind of well, not a lot of question, but going kind of a little bit off track. I need just out of curiosity. Speaking about the, how do you write your comedy? When you do comedy, how do you 
Do you purposely sit down and spend time writing or how does that work for you? Not at all. Um, watch news, current events, crazy thoughts during the day, think something's funny, throw it up on Facebook, see the response. And then at the show, just throw it out there. Um, every show I do, I never know what I'm going to say until I grab the microphone. Um, the only thing that I will do on a more consistent basis, and I'm probably getting ready to change that, um, is I do as opener, um, let's get drunk, let's make some bad decisions. Uh, kind of a rah right? yeah, somebody break off the cocaine, let's go fuck a midget. Ah! <laughs> the hardest thing about fucking a midget is trying to catch them. Ah, that's why you need the cocaine. Yeah. How about second <laughs> time? Um, and I tell that joke for a purpose. Um, right out the gate. Because um, I'm getting them all riled up. Oh, party, let's get drunk. And then when I mention the cocaine, if they get louder, I know that I have a party crowd. They're only like, hey, let's go fuck a midget and they'll laugh and stuff like that. I know that I have a really party crowd. By the time I'm done with that, they're all laughing and loud and stuff like that. I know at this point, for the most part, I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. Right. And then uh, from my sets, um, it's kind of like a puzzle. Uh, my thoughts just flow in and I'm grabbing new stuff that's off the top of my head. And some of it is piecing together with an old joke. Um, that's probably worded different or reworked, or it might be the same, uh, but in a different spot. And by the end of each show, it's a different picture. Um, um, and I, the, the other part of that testing joke is if I see the crowd tense up a little bit when I mention cocaine or fucking the major, and I see them, ew, um, I know from there to clean up my shit a little bit more. Right. Uh, I'm probably not going to cuss as much. I'm probably not going to say nigga as much on stage. I'm going to clean it up. But if I want to do the fuck I want, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I might cuss more. Um, and I cuss with a purpose. I don't cuss as a cuss. Um, or say a nigga on stage. Uh, those words are seasoning. Um, right. To uh, the, the, the story, the joke, and things like that. And uh, the trick is not to put too much seasoning in. Or not enough, you know what I mean? Uh, you don't want it bland, uh, but sometimes you. But sometimes you need to. Sometimes you got a diabetes in the office. You can't put salt on it. You know what I mean? And you definitely right. don't put raisins in your in your in your stuff, right? Oh, I definitely don't. Except for raisin brand. Uh, that's the way God intended. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so and then what I do also uh, is because I am uh, very in the moment when I'm on stage. Uh, I will occasionally pick out three people in the audience that I have prejudged don't like me. Nice. Um, somebody that I think may have worn a hood, an older dude, uh, an older black lady, if possible, and uh, somebody who looks disinterested. And even if I got the whole room popping, I'm looking at them, gauging them to see where I'm at. Am I going too far? What do I need to do to pull them in? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And that's a gift. And that's why I thank God for that gift and that anointing to be able to do that. Uh, there are people who are gifted to do that, and then there's some not. I can't write. 
Um, I can't write because my brain is too analytical, I think. And uh, I will write and overcomplicate the joke and end up making it so complicated that I've taken the funny out. Then I'm like, this isn't funny. Instead of just going out and at least in the original fucking thought and just right in the moment. So that's why I quit writing. Uh, when I first started, I used to be jealous of comics uh, carrying around their fucking notebooks and stuff like that. Um, I can't put together a set. Um, I can't. I tried doing it. Uh, being that performance comic, and it just, it handcuffs me. I feel like I'm in black church when they're following the program, and the Holy Spirit gets ready to kick up, and they shout, and somebody, oh, man, and suffers it back down. I'm like, I'm ready to go to Spiritfield Church, and let the Spirit have mm. his way. If we in church for three hours, we didn't feel like it, let the Spirit have his way. And so I have to flow in that construct. Um, Yeah. So and there are times when I go up on stage and there is an idea that I definitely want to get up. And I'll go up there and sometimes in the moment completely forget uh, that I that main idea that I wanted to do. I walk on stage like, fuck. What? Because I go where shit's taking me and my, the way my mind's working and blah, 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 blah. I just did a set last night and I don't think I told too many jokes that I've ever told. Like, that was just off the top of my head. I was not in a good mood. did not feel like being there. I was going to... Uh, personal issue that was affecting me. I was just like, ah. And uh, went up and played Kim Action. Boom, boom, boom. Gave him something raw, real. And I had a great show. Someone just messaged me on him and was like, you were amazing last night. So. And I think sometimes, you know, that's definitely a therapy. Getting on stage is a, definitely a therapy. And I, I know that I'm, you know, I don't know. I, I'm one of those people that I guess I'm too structured I don't always have structure in my life, but I like to know. I I get too in my head if I don't have opening, middle, close already figured out where I was going. Yeah. I, I and my segues. But then I did a show last weekend that the the host pissed me off so bad before I got on stage. Like she really pissed me off the way she introduced me, and I was like, I just threw everything out the window and said, Oh, it's fucking on now. Yeah. The only and, thing I ask is. How much time do I have? And they'll ask me, when do you want me to light? Give me a light. And uh, I'll honestly leave a joke. And this is uh, advice that Bob Sumner gave me. Uh, I think I was playing comedy two years. Uh, Bob Sumner, one of the co-creators of Dev Comedy Jam with Russell Simmons and uh, Sam Latham. And uh, he said not to be afraid of ending a joke on a setup if you've already gotten lights. Um, mm. Especially if that setup got a big pop. And the reason being is, one, you're respecting the light, you're not going to run over it, but you run the risk of telling that punchline and then not getting the reaction that the setup got. And then you find yourself ego chasing that big laugh to get off stage, and that's where comics run the light. And instead, right. if you get off, you follow the rule, you've obeyed the light, but you've also done the number one rule in entertainment, and that's you've left the crowd wanting more. Right. Left That's on the brilliant. Thanks for coming out. So I, I'm not afraid to do that. Um, and end on that. You know what I mean? Um, so it, it, that's the, the liberty and the freedom in that. I love that. I love that because that's one of those things that I know um, everybody, the light is, is everything when you're on stage yeah. and not everybody respects that light. And they don't understand that if you step over that light, it can really fuck up your career. Or if you're somebody who has a reputation for blowing the light, 
that's gonna fuck you up too. Yeah, it's disrespectful, and it's, it's disrespectful uh, to the show. It's disrespectful to the uh, the comments. It's disrespectful to the audience. Because uh, it, and it's just a selfish thing. Uh, you've made it all about you, and it's just a, a selfish thing. But yeah, yeah. So that's how I come up with my jokes. Uh, do uh, crazy thoughts, Facebook posts, my life uh, situations. Uh, this brain is uh, it's a gift. It comes up some different things. And then, uh, like I was saying earlier in the conversation, circling back to that, that's why I really don't do open mics. I haven't done them in years. I do them occasionally, but I don't do them to work out material like that. Uh, I really just do it and go to fellowship. Right. And, and and that would, I mean, you wouldn't, you're not somebody who would benefit from an open mic personally yeah. on your show because that's yeah, not your it, style. Yeah, it, it benefits me and I'm not one of those comics that uh, does his set in the mirror and gets a downtime five minutes and then someone heckles me and fucks me up because it's throwing me off my time. That doesn't... Because I don't have a time. I don't know where I'm going. Right. Like, have his way. Like, my prayer, um, before I go on stage, every time I go on, uh, is, uh, Heavenly Father, first of all, I thank you uh, for this gift that you've given me and the anointing that you've placed on my life. And on this evening, may I walk in your gift of laughter and spontaneity. Uh, may we shine bright like diamond. And above all things, uh, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be found acceptable in thy sight. For, oh Lord, you are my strength and you truly are my redeemer. And your son, Yeshua, the Christ's name, I pray. So be it. Amen. And Amen. And, uh, I love it. with me uh, when I'm on stage. And I talk about some things that most people say that God does not approve of. I mean, maybe right, but he definitely is with me when I'm on stage, and I feel him with me then. I feel his presence and all that. So, yeah. And I think that that's something I cannot, I wish I could remember who the comic was that I, I, I just remember the quote that he said that God's gift to us is our sense of humor, our gift to God is sharing it with other people. And. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that was probably one of the most, of all the sayings of anything, that's the thing that resonated with me the most, is, is that it was so beautiful. And and I I, I guess maybe I, I think a lot different than a lot of people. I don't think that anything that I'm doing or saying that there's, I'm a good person and, and nothing is going to tell me that I'm going to hell because, you know, I first of all, you know, really... I, you know, it's just not who I am. It's not, I'm not about hell. I'm not going to go there because I am a good person and I, I believe in helping people and, and bringing laughter and light to people's lives. So, as long as you the seed of Christ into your heart and confess them as Lord and Savior and died and, and rose again, uh, you shall be saved. The rest is after that. But uh, yeah, that is uh, the gift. I will say this about the laughter it's a cute saying, uh, but it's a cute saying. Um, the, the real thing about it, and actually more beautiful, when you look at it, it's not a gift from God. I mean, it is a gift, but it's not the gift. It's an attribute of him. And because we are made in his image, we also share that attribute. God has a sense of humor. We have a sense of humor. God gets angry. We get angry. God gets jealous. We get jealous. God loves. We love. God gets hurt. We get hurt. Betrayed. Those emotions and feelings that we have, we have them because... That our creator has it because we were made in his image. There you go. 
Yeah. I think, and looking at what time it is, is there a better thing to end the show on than that? It sounds yeah. good to me. So you're absolutely right. Um, and, uh, yeah. So before we, uh, uh, wrap up, I just want to, first of all, uh, thank Diaz Mackie for being on this, uh, program, just being a trooper about it. Um, again, um, remind us the name of your, um, yes, sir. Uh, first of all, uh, you can find me on uh, social media. Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all social media, except for TikTok because I'm a grown-ass man. Uh, it's Diaz Mackie. It's D-I-A-Z-M-A-C-K-I-E. Uh, the same spelling on uh, Venmo or Cash App. If the Lord puts on your heart that you want to be a blessing, give it a shout because of you. And may he bless you back in return, some 10, some 20, some 30, some 100 fold. Um, yeah, uh, Diaz Mac and everything. Uh, the special is called Uncomfortably Funny. Uh, that is currently streaming on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, very pleased with it. My first ever special. Um, and it's right now currently four out of five stars, so you can't be mad at that. Um, and as well, I have a, a album that just recently dropped uh, called A Night in Durango, and that is available on iTunes. I do believe uh, Amazon Music and your other streaming services as well, but I know for sure on iTunes. Uh, so check that out. I do believe that you will enjoy the both of them. Um, and to all three of you, Todd, Tavon, Marion, uh, thank you uh, for allowing me and blessing me the opportunity to be a guest on here. I yeah. appreciate it. Thank you um, for coming great. on. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. Your posts on Facebook make me laugh, and you have very strong opinions, and I always always respect people with strong opinions you know that's why that's why i went on the show because um i'm like oh this is a guy that and on top of that you you have the special that's out i wanted to you know promote that let our listeners you know i appreciate that very much so so you know we always we always uh want to get people on the show who's actually doing things and i think you're you're doing some really good things and i'm very happy for you i want not we i think i can speak for everybody on this podcast we wish you nothing but success um, we're definitely gonna check out your um, your uh, your special. I I could uh, I'm already like I'm looking that. it up right now. I'm looking at I'm actually while I'm being distracted because I'm actually typing it into my Amazon Prime right now to look at it. Yeah, you can run to buy it. Do yourself a favor, treat yourself, buy it. That way you forever have a copy. But yeah, uh, yeah uh, thank you. It's been such an honor, and likewise, I wish you all success in that. Do believe in common. Uh, my partner words, and then you guys will close out. But may the Lord watch between me and thee uh, while we're absent one from another. Watch and pray. Right. And there you have I'm it, folks. That's a prayer among thieves. You don't know that, but it is. As Mackie's building. So um, we're going to wrap up right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening and thank you for laughing at all the stuff that was funny. I'm pretty sure you have a six pack because of that. Um, as Marianne always say, make good decisions. Choices. Make choices. choices. I'm going to write it on my wall right here. Just <laughs> make good make choices. You need to teleprompter. Yeah, I fuck it up on purpose just so you guys could. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> choices. And as I always say when we wrap this bad boy up, ladies and gentlemen, please remember it is not about you. And we're off. It's not 105. Mikey, yeah, the Henderson is
Well, guys, that is 